Good morning. Hi, how are you? This is Dr. Brenda Shoshana returning with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. Here we are now firmly ensconced in a new year, a new day, a new moment, and another episode, which today our episode is called Let Reality Be (laughs) Reality. That's actually a huge title, enormous actually, because actually the question comes, what is reality? What are we letting be reality? How are we not allowing reality to be reality? Can we even do that? The reason I I picked this wonderful, it's a wonderful, wonderful quote from a very, very beautiful Zen master who's actually teaching today in our country, Shohaku Okumara, and he's teaching in Indianapolis, at Bloomington, Indiana, and his quote is, to go back to the reality of life in the midst of this reality is our practice. And when I read that, I thought, wow, how beautiful. Let me read it again to you. To go back to the reality of life in the midst of this reality is our practice. So it's a fascinating quote. I mean, we're, we are always, always in the midst of this reality in the midst of truth, in the midst of peace, in the midst of meaning. We're always in the midst of it. It's right here. And that's inevitably true because how can we return to something that we're not, that we don't know, that we're not in the midst of, that's not waiting for us even. So there's also in the quote the message that this requires a practice And what he really means is this requires vigilance or mindfulness or awareness, somehow awareness that we are in the midst of reality, but somehow we've gotten lost. We have to return. You know, what does he mean? What does this beautiful quote really mean? And I was thinking that these days, of course, it's obvious to everyone, we are confronted with so many radically different points of view, so many possibilities, so many dreams, so many questions. What's right? What's wrong? Is he right? Is she right? What's gonna what's really happening? This whole phenomena of fake news is actually a Zen moment. It really, really is. It says, wait a minute, let's differentiate truth and illusion. What's really happening? And what is the best response? That's the question. That's the koan, the most profound koan we have, the most fundamental koan. They're all profound in their own way, but this is the most fundamental question. Call it a koan, call it a question. There are wonderful people who are trying to make peace, who are trying to solve differences. All kinds of things are going on in the world. However, Zen practice says or suggests to us, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, before you just jump right in and and put out your idea and your belief and your thought 
and your view return to reality. Wow. And in, further, and in fact, the let reality be reality, which is the title of today's talk. This is very hard for us humans, all of us, every one of us, because we don't, we, we, we become so enamored of the different dreams, positions, ideas, illusions. We become so set on being right. We are right and you are wrong. That is a very strong stream in the life force of all of us. My group is the best. Yours is horrible. Yours is wrong. You're, you're making a mistake. I'm the one who will be saved. I'm the one who knows the truth. And anybody who doesn't agree with me is lesser than me. In fact, they might even need to be eliminated. That's a very unfortunate, unfortunate conclusion. But people are eliminated in a lot of ways. If you don't fit in, if you don't agree, if you don't belong, you're, you're rejected. You're excluded from the group. You're unwanted. You've done something that isn't in conformity with how others believe what they think is right. So it's a very lethal way to live a life, in my view. Anyway, very, very, very unfortunate. And beyond that, mistaken. Even more deeply the, than the fact that it hurts many people, it's, it's mistaken. How can we be so arrogant to think, I know what's real and you don't? From the Zen point of view, Reality must be explored, investigated, and it's actually a practice, a lifelong, lifelong practice of ours. Rather than go out and convince others, I'm right and you're wrong, rather than try to feel better than someone else, smarter, stronger, more popular, more noble, more moral, whatever, Whatever. It's the one-up game. I'll one-up you and then I'll be the best. Goes on throughout the centuries. Unfortunate because for many, many, many reasons it's an unfortunate game. But the, one of the most important reasons is that it, it takes reality away from us. In the midst of reality, we're wandering around, painful and confused. But yet entire lives are devoted to this, to being convincing others and themselves that they're right and someone else is wrong. So in the, in the practice of Zazen, in this beautiful, rare, and unique practice, rather than cling to an idea that I'm right and you're not, or rather than cling to the idea this is real and that is not, we don't try to no reality through one idea or another. Rather, we return again and again to what? To, to the ever-shifting landscape of ideas, feelings, and images <coughs> Excuse me, that appear and disappear in our own mind. We return to ourselves, to our genuine experience. We honor our experience. What are we feeling, seeing, absorbing, tasting, 
we return to that. Because, and then we begin to look and see. One minute we feel this way, another minute we feel that. What is this mind? One day we have positive thoughts, another day we're accosted with doubts and indecision. So our experience of ourselves is constantly shifting. Constantly. One day we love someone, the next day we can't stand them. <laughs> That's human. It's our experience. So the practice and the work of Zen is not to grab onto one part of reality and reject another. We don't judge these different experiences or hate them or reject them. Instead, Sasaki Roshi, who was another great teacher who has passed away, he put it beautifully. He said, the practice of Zazen is to hold the whole world in the palm of your hand. Wow. Hold the whole world. Taste all of our experience. Include all of our experience. All the shifting, all the changing. And then as we do so, ah, something breaks through. Something that doesn't shift and change. As we practice and become fully aware of our experience and see it for what it is, somehow we know then how to proceed. Very interesting. We take the next step that's right in front of our eyes. We take the next step. Our actions are based upon what is here right now and what is called for in the moment and what is needed or what is offered. Something may be offered to you in the moment, but you're so much in your head, thinking, wondering, you don't even see it. You don't even feel it. You don't even know, oh my goodness, look at what is being offered. Our actions are not based upon fixed ideas, because these fixed ideas block the ever-changing moment and the ever-changing person and the true need that is right before our eyes. So instead, what do we do? We do what Shohaku Okamara suggested. We return to reality again and again and again. And we let reality be as it is. Now that's a huge, huge step. Let it be, let reality be as it is. Don't try to change it, twist it, distort it, hate it, judge it. Just be with it as it is. And when we can do that more and more fully, then we know exactly how to proceed. We know what to say. We know what is in front of us. We know, and, and also wonderful insights just come on their own. They're not figured out. They come on their own. So this, this, this great instruction to let reality be reality and to return to it is really very daring. It's courageous and it's actually startling. It's startling because in order to do so, we first must actually recognize and that we have no idea about what reality truly is. 
most of the time, or what is happening here and now even. We don't know. We're so blinded by our obsessive ideas that we don't see what's right here now. But as we return over and over, the ground under our feet becomes vivid to us. We honor what is actually happening and whoever we meet along the way. We may not like them. We may not agree with them. We may not approve of them. That's fine. But we allow them, by allow them doesn't mean we don't take action if something is very harmful or negative. Of course we do, but we take appropriate action in the appropriate way and at the appropriate time. We don't take action that's going to make things more complicated and difficult. We don't see a sinner as a saint. <laughs> we don't see a saint as a sinner, but we don't even see saints and sinners we don't use those labels to block our eyes. We see what is here and we do what is needed. This way of being doesn't change or distort our experience. And action based upon true experience is always or almost always constructive and positive and relevant to what is truly needed right now. So I've spoken a lot today. Oh, my goodness, as I speak, I see the moments just pop by quickly on their own. I love sharing these teachings. I love it because to me they're very rare and very unique and very badly needed, particularly in this day and age. Somehow when we're more planted in the truth of our lives and ourselves and our experience, we do not have a need to harm anyone or to hate. We just don't. I don't care what side you're on or, or what side you care for. It's true for everybody. We don't have that need to demolish or hate. We Instead, our actions bring unity and understanding. And once we can live in that way and see in that way and feel in that way, Life takes a very different turn. Okay, at this moment, I'm going to do our little exercise. I like to give a little exercise each week that um, is relevant to these thoughts or these this guidance or what this and not, it's not my guidance. I'm just sort of like a a mouthpiece for it or a a breeze. God willing, a breeze in, in the in the cool bringing some cool shade. That's not me. It's the teachings bringing this along. I benefited my life so deeply, deeply from them, and I still do. Like, even if I get up one morning very upset or sad or dreams or dealing with something that's hard, doesn't mean that these things don't go away, but they, but you integrate it. You work with it. They become part of you in a different sense, and you're able to go forward. I am with sense of meaning and happiness in the day, despite, despite, despite. Okay, let's do our exercise, Return to Reality. It's very simple. It's a very simple exercise. Simple is best, but very powerful. 
So how do we turn return to reality when we don't even know often that we've wandered far from home? We don't know. We just feel upset. We feel confused. We feel maybe accosted by dreams or memories. So what you do is just take a moment and return to yourself. You are reality. Return to that. Return to your breath. Just really return to it and feel it. Take some time with it. Make friends with it. Feel it. Return to the touch of the air on your face. What's going on? When you walk, if you're walking, take each step much more slowly and feel the way it feels on the ground. What's holding you up? The ground is holding you up. Feel it. It's not an idea. We're leaving the realm of ideas here which make us so nervous and upset often and we're coming back to the fundamental experience itself. If you're thirsty, take a glass of water or a glass of tea or coffee and drink it. But when you're drinking it, don't gulp it. <laughs> really drink it. Really feel it go down. Mm. Experience it completely. Now, this may seem very simple, kindergarten stuff, very silly. Maybe some people will say, well, this is an escape from the really important work I'm doing, but it isn't an escape at all. could be what you think this important work you're doing might be an escape itself. We don't know. We're not judging it, but we're saying, take those moments. They're beautiful. They're natural. They're grounding. They're healing. And as we do so, more and more, we become intuitively, viscerally guided to activities, people, insight, and situations that are right for us in every way. Okay, I'm speaking so long. I want to thank you very much for listening. The website for our podcast is www.zenwisdom.com. No, zenwisdomtoday.com and uh, all of the different podcasts are on it. Please join us or contact me if you have a comment or a question. You can contact me at topspeaker at yahoo.com and if you happen to be on Long Island this weekend, early in the morning, I will be joyfully at Malloy College for the Inesvada Zen Group. I love those folks. I go to give a talk and a little interaction. Um, it's at Malloy College in Rockville Center, Long Island. We start at 8.30 in the morning. We go till 10. Love to see you there. You're most welcome. And thank you again for listening. And I wish each of you a very, very beautiful day.